It's June 20th, 2018, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. First, we're going to hear about Eureka Fest. It's the Lemelson MIT Invention Showcase. Justin Brown from Kealakehe High School is going to call in from Cambridge, Massachusetts, to tell us about their entry. Then, Barbara Wallace is here to tell us about student scholarships available from AFSIA. And then after the break, we'll learn about the Wood Innovation Grant Award to the Albizia Project over at the University of Hawaii, Philip Walter uh, from DLNR and Joseph Valenti from UH are both here to tell us all about it. But first up, let's welcome Justin Brown. You're calling in from the phone over from Cambridge as your students prepare for Eureka Fest. How's it going over there? Hey, guys. It's going uh, really well over here in Cambridge. Beautiful weather. Uh, not as not as good as Hawaii, but about as good as Boston condition at this time of year. Well, that sounds <laughs> good. Hey, so, Justin... Uh, Kealakehi, I mean, what did uh, you folks do to get all the way to MIT and this Eureka Fest? Uh, yeah, so uh, the Limelson Foundation has several levels of support for promoting American uh, invention. And so there's a high school program, and our students applied last year. Um, and I was able to come up, and then the team applied with the project uh, to work on in-vehicle uh blood alcohol detection. And so this week we're presenting uh, that research and our prototype on that project along with uh, 14 other high schools from around the nation. So so tell us a little bit more in detail what this, what did you say in vehicle? I mean, what exactly did your team create? Uh, yeah, so this is uh, actually embedded into the steering wheel um, and it uses the outgassing uh, within the hand to determine the blood alcohol level. Um, so this was about, I think this was our sixth prototype of uh, working on this particular problem. And we just want people, as they touch their steering wheel, for it to be the thing that informs them and their family members about their level of uh, blood alcohol and hopefully helps empower people to make uh, better decisions in and, and drinking and driving in our communities. So there are, you know, existing products that are sort of integrated, breathalyzers that kind of, inter- I think they're called interlocks, and they stop cars from operating. Um, what's the innovation that uh, your students were able to come up with? Uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, one thing is is we didn't want to do an ignition uh, interlock to make it, you have kind of like a, a punitive system. Oftentimes courts will require people to put those in. This is more of a, an opt-in, and also it's less invasive. So it's built into the steering wheel, so as you're naturally driving, um, it's, it's testing those levels um, and, and using outgassing as opposed to actually breathing into a breathalyzer. Um, so for, you know, those are, those are the kind of, you know, unique and useful things that make it a patentable invention. Um, but, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great time representing Hawaii up here at Eureka Fest and kind of showcasing uh, their work. You know, uh, Justin, that's a great idea. What is it that really sparked that idea and the, you know, the steps that your team, your students took to actually put it together? And is there something unique about uh, Kealakehe that uh, you guys wanted to create this uh, type of uh, uh, warning system? Uh, yeah, so when we, uh, we were originally awarded what's called an Excite Award, um, which Hawaii's had three of those winners before, which kind of makes you a a semifinalist mm-hmm. for this Invent Teams Award. Uh, when we when we got that in August, we said, okay, we're going to have every single kid. We went through kind of a mini shark tank where every kid did a pitch and an invention. Then we had some team pitches, and we had class-wide inventions. And so it actually came down to two or three inventions we were looking at to submit to MIT. Um, and one of the reasons this one stood out is the night before we were doing the submission, we were still deciding between this and something that was working with our local agriculture mm-hmm. our coffee farmers. 
um, there was actually a drinking and driving accident in our community. You know, mm. in, in Kona, we have uh, above state average levels of drinking and driving accidents. Unfortunately, our schools had um, several students lost to that. Um, and so, you know, in, in rural communities, you know, Hawaii has higher than national average levels of this particular issue. Mm. I think it's something that the students were really interested um, both locally, but also because it solves a national issue. So where are you in the competition right now? When do things uh, come to a head? When should we be uh, watching <laughs> watching the news? Uh, well, we we presented today, um, and so that was that was with, with four other of the teams. Um, it's it set up more like a, a um, it's a it's a showcase of ideas. So I don't necessarily mm, pick see, a winner. It's just a, a public display of the information, which is an important part of the the patent process. And tomorrow. Uh, we shipped about 900 pounds of stuff from Hawaii wow. up here to Cambridge. Um, so we have a whole vehicle set up, and we'll be showcasing wow. all of that. And I'll make sure and, and tweet out some pictures to you guys, because <laughs> um, we'll be showcasing that to the MIT community tomorrow afternoon. Very good. So, so Justin, if, if anybody wants to sort of take a look at maybe what's happening with uh, Eureka Fest, or perhaps more specifically about your guys' project, is there any place on the web they can go to? Uh, certainly, yeah. So right now, everything is still structured through Limelson. Um, and so limelson.mit.edu has tons of information about invention education, resources for other ed- educators, and trying to get more schools into this idea that invention is, is the heart of uh, 21st century education. And so they have information about our project as well as all the other teams and the college uh, and in- international uh, professional inventor awards. Very good. So we'll put that up on our show notes for later on tonight. Thanks, Justin, for joining us. Hey, thanks, guys. You guys have a good one. Okay, good luck. Great to talk to you. And, of course, next up we will welcome Barbara Wallace. And, uh, of course, she's a longtime famous newscaster. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that buildup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was gonna, a while back. It was a while she back. Was gonna, she's going to talk about student scholarships from FCA. We've talked about that a little bit before. And of course, we want to welcome you to the show, Barbara. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Thank you for helping us get the word out because, Absolutely. you know, we're a relatively new organization, maybe like five years old. Mm-hmm. And so people don't really know to look for scholarships. And we have like uh, over $100,000 to give. Last year... We gave over 100000 to 33 students, and these are all Hawaii students that are majoring in STEM and cyber. Mm. So, you know, last year, probably 50% of the kids who applied got a scholarship. Well, that's a good ratio. That's pretty good. That's a uh, good ratio. Rate. So if, you know, if you're listening and you know someone that's a STEM student, listen up. I always try to get my daughter and my uh, son now coming up to apply. So that's good to know. Well, so you said it's a relatively new organization. We have talked a little bit about FCA before, but what is that organization and uh, why the focus on STEM? Right. Well, FC is not really new, mm, but um, there's kind of a spinoff. I like to call it that anyway. It's um, AHEF. A-H-E-F. So it's FCA Hawaii Educational Foundation. And it's kind of military related, a lot of military folks and DOD. So there's a lot of acronyms. (laughs) You get used to a lot of letters. Um, But the whole purpose of AHEF, which is part of FCA, is um, just to further STEM education and learning opportunities for Hawaii-based students. So we raise money um, solely just to give away scholarships to Hawaii mm. kids and just to further STEM education and learning and, and leadership in Hawaii. So, Barbara, are you involved with any of the fundraising activity as well? Um, we all um, 
kind of help out? I mean, we we search out corporate sponsors and individual donations, of course, but most of the money. Okay, so there is a, a TechNet Asia Pacific mm-hmm, Conference right. that AFSIA hosts every, every year. year. This right. will be the 33, 33rd year coming up, and it's in November, uh, the 13th to the 15th. Now, in that conference, AHAF um, – sponsors a leadership forum. Mm -hmm. And so the tuition that people pay for the leadership forum goes into our scholarships. We also have a golf tournament that's part of the conference. And so all of that money goes into scholarships too. Great. So how long has this scholarship been around? I know you have $100,000. It's been, what, several years now? Yeah. um, I've been involved with the group for, this is my going on third year now. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have given, let's see, FCA Hawaii has awarded nearly 300,000 in the last three years Mm -hmm. and over 500,000, a half million in its history. What would make a ideal candidate apart from certainly this interest in STEM? Okay. Yeah. The STEM is the main thing. Um, So we are looking for, it's academic based. We don't Mm -hmm. look at income at all. So it's probably the bulk of it is based on your GPA and your transcripts and that kind of thing. But then they also, um, we're also going to look at uh, community involvement, demonstrated leadership, extracurricular activities, um, that kind of thing. And these scholarships, the kids can go to any accredited university or college in the country. Oh, okay. Um, there's one or two that are limited to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So we have some named scholarships that are endowments. And so those are more specific. And that would be like um, a specific field of study, like STEM plus cyber. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go, when you go on the website to look at it, you can look at the named scholarships and what they're looking at. There's one that's for volunteerism, leadership, skills and communication, um, the intelligence, you know, spy stuff, I guess. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna shoot me. <laughs> no, no. Um, now, Barbara, so uh, if somebody wants to apply, do they just go through a written application and then there's a, 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 a set of judges that will determine whether they get a scholarship or not? Exactly. So they can apply online mm-hmm. and they would go to AFCEA, A-F-C-E-A, and then AHEF, A-H-E-F, Hawaii, and then just click on scholarships and all the information that you need for the scholarships is right there. Um, Well, make sure that you send that to me and I will put that up on our show notes for later on tonight. And of course, we want to thank you, Barbara, for joining us today. Thank you, too. I appreciate it. Come back anytime. Okay. Of course, uh, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Philip Walter from DLNR and Joseph Valenti from UH. And we'll find out about the Wood Innovation Grant. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University, Inter-Island Solar Supply, and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. I'll turn it on in the living room to hear Prairie Home Companion, or it's just to have the beautiful classical music on in the background. I'm an addict of Morning Edition, and when I'm fortunate enough to be going home during the hours when All Things Considered is aired, I always tune into that as well. I mean, it's the preset on my radio dial in my car. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us are Philip Walter and Joseph Valenti. Philip is... Uh, the he is with the uh, state resource and 
survey forester with the Hawaii Department of Land and Natural Resources, Division of Forestry and Wildlife, and will administer this program. Meanwhile, Joseph is leading the Albizia Project's innovative housing prototype over at the University of Hawaii. You might have seen it driving up University Avenue. He is also the Wood Utilizations Team Director. And, of course, uh, what was accomplished with this Wood Innovation Grant? And we'll get into all those details, but we want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Happy to be here. How's it? Good. Yeah. Very Welcome. good. Right. So maybe we'll start with, uh, you know, what is, tell us a little bit about this Wood Innovation Grant and, and this Department of Forestry. How did this even come onto any of your radars? Well, so I'll, I'll go ahead and get started and um, just say that, you know, it was a accumulation of me, Philip, and several other um, experts in the industry. And Philip will probably elaborate more on that soon. Um, but I think what kind of sparked this, at least from my perspective, is how the Albizia project took shape over the last couple of years and really, um, showed a pathway to using our local resources as a building material. So, um, just as a quick recap, the Albizia project is an attempt to demonstrate that what we see is perhaps an invasive or even kind of a rubbish tree that is everywhere um, as a natural resource that can be used for something useful. It's not just something that we would maybe want to eradicate or tear down or just turn into waste wood or wood chips, but that it can be used for this kind of structure. So, um, as all of that came together and you started to realize this potential, um, what is the Wood Innovation Grant? I mean, what were some of the other kinds of projects that they were looking for before selecting yours? Um, maybe I can jump in on this sure. one. Um, so the Wood Innovations Grant is a grant pro program by the uh, United States uh, um, Department of Agriculture Forest Service, and they run this program to particularly expand wood product markets and energy, wood biomass energy markets in the whole nation. And so far, there was um it's it's been going on for several years but Hawaii has never gotten one of these grants and so we were even more excited to um make that first Ooh. first step here so you know uh Philip you're with uh, uh DLNR <clears throat> state organization and uh, Joey's with uh you know the uh, university w did it where did it start who was the sort of the the trigger or the uh, catalyst to actually go after the grant? And how did this team come together? So um, I think we kind of worked parallel for a long time. Um, Joey worked really hard on, on the LBs there project. And um, I read about it and, and was really inspired, but we haven't really crossed paths for a longer time. But at the same and at the same time, the uh, DLNR's Division of Forestry and Wildlife was, is engaged since 1903, I believe, mm -hmm. in establishing and, and developing a f local sustainable forest industry. Um, so we have been working towards um, sustainable industry for decades now and uh, thinking about ways how to um, make people see the, the value of our local resources that we have here. We have over 75,000 acres of plantations here with really high-quality timber resources that produce beautiful products from furnishing uh, to, to building materials. And, and it's about time that we demonstrate and showcase um, the, you know, the quality and beauty of these, these products. Mm -hmm. And 
um, when we finally crossed paths, we uh, immediately realized that we got to work together and, and make that work. And we're really excited now to have funding and, and an idea what we're going to do. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's really exciting. I'm well, that's really great. happy. So, so uh, Joy, was the, the Department of, uh, I guess, Agriculture, Forestry at the U.S. level, uh, what was it that really attracted them to your project? Because I'm sure they have other projects that you know look at leveraging some of the existing wood in an area. Mm-hmm. What was it that your project kind of stood up, stood out amongst the rest? Well, um, I guess I'll kind of clarify on that. So the, the Albizio project is affiliated with the grant, but the grant we actually um, applied for is uh, and received is a s- somewhat of a separate project. So um, I guess I, I'll start with uh, what the Albizio project is, and it's so far we have one uh, full-scale prototype on campus. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, I guess, in progress at the time of applying for the grant is where me and Philip um, and, and the other involved parties came together and started essentially a wood, wood Innovation Steering Committee, and that was back in early 2017. And that committee, um, it actually uh, was uh, developed, I guess, more so from Philip to say, hey, we need to hooey up with these uh, Im- important people in this industry and start to think about how we can apply for this grant next year. And the grant... Um, that we that we received it was more focused on looking at Hawaii's timber management areas and in there is not necessarily albizia mm, so okay, we were looking okay. at different species as well oh i see okay mm-hmm. so in the number of species that you were looking at uh maybe give us some examples of what was high on the priority and and where did albizia sort of fit okay um so one of the uh, objectives of this grant proposal is also to reduce fuel uh, loads for uh, hazardous fuel for wildfires. Um, and believe it or not, but Hawaii has a wildfire problem. Um, We're right up there with other states if you compare the the amount of, of land or the percentage of land that is burned every year. Um, we are not behind California. We are right up there in the same percentage. Um, and and th- at the same time, fire is not part of our ecosystem. So this is a real problem. Whenever fire burns into native uh, ecosystems, um, what takes over is invasive mm. uh, plants, so mm-hmm. oh, invasive species. So uh, this is a, an issue that needs to be addressed. And uh, in 2012, we had some three fires at, at Kokei, at our, one of our uh, timber management areas, and it, it burned some 3,000 acres. Um, and with this project, we are uh, planning to reduce these these fuel loads by taking out some of the trees, making beautiful products out of them, and, and at the same time lowering the, the risk for, for wildfires. Oh, interesting. Um, Albizia is is not one of the, the uh, foci of this project mm-hmm. per se, but um, it's definitely a, wood, a, a resource that we are looking at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to I talk a little bit about uh, you know, the plan and, and how you ultimately ended up building the, the Albizia project. But before we do that, we want to take a short break. We want to hold that thought. 
We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with both Philip uh, Laela, Laela, Walter, and of course, uh, Joseph Valenti. And we're talking about the Wood Innovation Grant. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Sacred Hearts Academy, and Urgent Care Hawaii. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to Philip and Joseph about the Wood Innovation Grant and the Albizia Project. Yes, so interesting about the you know the innovation grant and really looking at the management of wood. I mean, given the fact that uh, there is this sort of fire threat, how did you get now to building the Albizia project and this you know really interesting structure that now is on display? So that actually started as my uh, dissertation project mm-hmm. at the University School of Ar- University of Hawaii Manoa School of Architecture. And it was my last year in the program. Um, and I really wanted to use the skills that I gained from uh, my my time in the university, but also my my travels and see if there's, you know, something that can be applied to our uh, current topics and issues in, in the state. And Albizia, to, to sum it up quickly, Albizia tied into uh, looking at, you know, our shortage of housing, um, mm-hmm. lack of answers. And I developed that into um, my thesis, which eventually, uh, nearing my graduation, I, was, I received the President's Inaugural Green Project Implementation Award, which was $10,000. And that really s- seeded... Um, the continuation of it post-graduation. Mm-hmm. Now, I really enjoyed, uh, I was present at the, I'm not sure if it was the unveiling or the blessing or, you know, that sort of debut of that that structure and heard so many stories from the different stakeholders from the university and all of the requirements it takes to get everything into place to allow that structure to be built, all the people that had to volunteer their time and materials to build it. Now, one of the 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 things that mentioned, that I think you mentioned was that, you know, you thought, okay, $10,000, that's a pretty good amount of money. We're going to be able to get very far. But it turns out for a prototype project, it took a lot more resources and a lot more funding than you might have initially anticipated. Oh, yes. Yeah, 10000 um, you know, coming straight out of the program, uh, all my time in, in school being a student and then being thrown into, you know, practice and actually building something was pretty eye-opening. So, uh, pretty quickly realized that 10000 wasn't going to finish the job. So we fundraised for probably a good year, and then you know some more funding trickled in towards the end of it. But um, we were able to get close to 100 k in funding, leverage that wow. 10000 and then with all the in-kind from a lot of the uh, local community companies that helped build it, it was what made it happen. No, I didn't get to see uh, – I didn't get to ask the question, how much did the Wood Innovation Grant bring in? But I'm I'm assuming that with all the, you know, being flushed with money with the DLNR, he must have you know been able to give you some of the <laughs> monies to make that hundred thousand dollar grant or or, or well, objective. Is well, that true? Well, it, in a sense, it is because well, actually, the grant was awarded after the, uh, or maybe simultaneously with the completion of the prototype, mm. um, but. DLNR, Division of Forestry and Wildlife, and U.S. Forest Service um, were had their sights on the project when it was nearing completion, and we were short some funds. And they 
match some funding that came in uh, towards the end with School of Architecture, mm. which oh, was okay. an additional 10K. But that was separate from the, the grant that we yeah. just received. How much was the total Wood Innovation Grant? Uh, we received some $250,000, mm-hmm. uh, and that requires um, a match that, that we have to provide by, mm. you know, investing our time and, and materials mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and any other costs that, that we pay for ourselves. Sure. So, now, so Phil, you made a great uh, explanation of how it kind of had this broader picture about the wood resources and our natural resources and how the Albizio Project is related. Um, I wanted to ask you specifically about the Albizio Project and the DLNR. I mean, how do you see the potential in this demonstration for what, again, I think a lot of people might just see as a nuisance or invasive species? Yeah, I think it's a very inspiring project. I think it you have to see that pulling off uh, a locally produced um, uh, project like this one is very complex. You know, it it requires to source uh, the 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 wood resources locally. You have to find where where your resources are and the quality that you need them. Uh, you have to organize the the harvesting you have to organize the transport you you have to find a mill that you know has the capacity that you need and the technology that you need um you have to do the designing you have to do um the processing milling um manufacturing uh potentially laminating mm. um there's there's so many steps included um and it's not that we have all this developed on our islands. In fact, we we are in the process of developing this this whole supply chain and mm-hmm. just having this project sitting there in its beauty. You know, it's it's not only showing us that this works, that the supply chain can can function, but it also shows how beautiful products you can make out of wood, locally grown. That's a great point because, you know, I went to school in Seattle, and, of course, you know, Washington is a big lumber town. And when you think of all the things that need to be in place to support uh, an industry like that, Hawaii has never been really a lumber kind of uh, a resource town, right? I mean, so all of what you're talking about has to be developed almost brand new. Exactly. Yeah, now, it it has a lot to do with uh, the economy of scale. Mm-hmm, we just mm-hmm. don't have the land that, uh, area that we have on the mainlands. Um, but what what we can um, provide is is really niche products, high quality niche products, and um, that's exactly what we are trying. We have, as I said, we have seventy five thousand acres of high quality, mostly eucalyptus uh, um, species that that could be um, used for creating a, a local forest industry that creates green jobs. Um, and a s- sustainable source of, of resources. It is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, so Joe, I, my wife loves the structure. She's like, that's going to be like the new bandstand for UH someday. But what is really next for that project? I mean, what is the next milestone you're looking to meet? Well, it's interesting because there's there's a grant we received, and w- within that grant we have three uh, projects that we're going to be um, initiating. And then um, uh, it's actually somewhat separate from where the Abusia project is heading because that uh, has showcased one prototype, but we are going to keep pushing for that and then, you know, seeing what we can do with Albizia. But in terms of the very next step um, and, you know, why Philip is here uh, is is more primarily us taking on this grant and this funding and what we're going to, uh, how we're going to best use it. And um, with that, we wanted to implement 
uh, Hawaii Forest Products directory, and that's that's one of the first things we'll be taking on with H, uh, Hawaii Forest Industry Association, and then other other other, uh, other projects. Yeah, yep. so yeah. we'll we'll actually uh, link it up to the website uh, for our show notes later on tonight. But we want to definitely thank you guys for joining us because this is uh, Philip La Hela and uh, Philip Walter, and he's also a uh, project manager from DLNR. Joseph Valenti is from UH and leads the Albizia Project uh, and the Innovation Housing Prototype. I want to thank you both for joining us today. Yep, thank, thank you. you. It was a pleasure. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about clean energy startups with the Elemental Accelerator. And of course, if you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Bitemarks. You can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong. And of course, you be awesome. And we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.